0: Thank you for the chance to uh, be filled with joy in your house. We ask your blessing on this time that as we consider faith and obedience and what the scriptures have to say to us today, that you would be with us and teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. I just paid some property taxes last week. Yep. Yep. Some of you are nodding your heads, you know. Yeah, it was that time... Uh, at least in the town of Wethersfield, you know and, yeah I always wait till the last day I'm like I want to hang on to it until I don't have until I really can't anymore you know and so you know I, I walk in there with everybody else who's paying on the last day <laughs> and stand in line and um, I often joke that it feels like I'm just renting my land from the town. there's not a referendum on the taxes in Weathersfield or anything like that it's just you know, it's a little, probably, a poor attitude or a dry, grim sense of humor on my part, to some degree, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, but it does, for me anyways, I was thinking about the scriptures today, it highlights the reality that we are here for a time, and then we're gone. So, in that sense, I am kind of renting my land. You know, I mean, I, I'm paying on it. Um, it's mine for me to do with what I sort of want right now. But I can't take it with me. You know, um, I've, I've got to use the trees for firewood and lumber and chase deer every once in a while on it. But but ultimately, those rocks are going to be there long after I'm gone. The Lord tarries. And we see these scriptures today, especially in the Psalms where the psalmist points out that the span of our days is this compared to eternity. So teach us to number our days. It's about priorities. It's about what's permanent, what's lasting, what's eternal, and what is not. So in many ways, I steward the land for those who are coming after me, whether it be my kids or somebody else. I mean, someone's gonna have the land at some point, even if it gets sold at a tax sale or something like that, someone's gonna own it, someone's gonna have it. And in many respects, I'm stewarding it. Is that really limited to land in my life? Or do we really steward everything entrusted to us, even our breath? until Jesus comes, or God calls us home. So Merriam-Webster defines stewardship as the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. (laughs) Right? Sounds really dry. Okay, thanks for that definition, Pastor. The careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. God cares about our stewardship, right? And some people think that stewardship is only about money. Uh, It is about the resources entrusted to us. It's about money, but it's about so much more than that. And uh, God cares about finances. He cares about money. There are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that talk about money. So at the very least, we should sit up and pay attention to that. That is, it's talked about a lot because the Lord cares that we handle things His way instead of our way, which can lead us into ruin. It's clear that money is a physical necessity in life here on earth for our lives. It also has spiritual implications on our eternal life, which are far more reaching than the impact money has on us to buy a cup of coffee while we're here. So in this gospel passage today, the parable of the talents, many of us are familiar with this and you've you've probably, you know, heard sermons on it before and that kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of times when we read the scriptures, if we invite the Holy Spirit to open our eyes and open the eyes of our hearts, something that we've read a hundred times can be illuminated to us in a, a different way by the Holy Spirit. And it's not that God has changed his message with it, it's that... We're finally in a position to be able to get it. The Lord has finally, you know, we've come to the place where, oh, I get that. We have that aha moment. So it starts off by saying, it's a parable of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? It's, it's a story intended to help us understand the nature of God and how things go in the kingdom of heaven when the master, the Lord Jesus, returns. The talents are not like, you know, Karis is talented at sewing, okay? Um, it's not the things that we're necessarily good at, like that's my talent, like a talent show that we use to entertain people. Um, talents, in this case, a talent is equivalent to like somewhere between, depending on who you talk to, 15 and 20 years worth of pay. So think about your salary, add it up, multiply it by 15 to 20 years worth, and that's one talent, it's a lot of money, regardless of what our salary is, it's a lot of money for us, okay, Um, a lot has been entrusted to these people, okay, you know, you've got the five talent person, that's quite a bit, a hundred years worth of salary, it's a lot. The two-talent person, that's significant. Even the one talent. And, and you know, we might be thinking about kind of judging the people, you know, well, you know, God entrusted them with five talents. They, you know, they're pretty awesome. And that poor guy only got one. But it says in here that each person was entrusted with what that person could handle, basically. Okay? Okay. Um, it was going to take the same amount of stewardship for each of those people to do what God had asked them to do, regardless of how much He had entrusted to them. So, when we look at talents with us, what has been entrusted to us? Okay, uh, we can kind of spin this out a little bit in our lives, and and you know we could consider that talents could be. Our lives. It could be the number of days we have, right? Our very breath, if we read the scriptures and if we acknowledge it, is from the Lord. The very fact that our hearts are beating and we are alive right now is God's gift to us. It could be our finances, right? This is clearly talking about money. It's talking about finances in the parable, okay? Um, finances are something that God gives to us, helps to meet our needs, Right? Uh, it could be the gifts and abilities that God has given to us. Maybe we have gifts and talents in our sense of the meaning that can be used in God's economy for the furthering of God's kingdom, right? So all of these things that are entrusted to us are important. But what's really entrusted to us is that we have been given the true riches Of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the truth that sets us free. It is the living word that breaks chains. It delivers us from sin. It calls us to holiness. It leads us into God's plan of redemption. And it's been handed to us. Nobody else. Not the people. The people that have gone before us, they can't share it anymore, right? The people that are coming after us, they're not going to know unless we tell them. It's been entrusted to us. And all of these things that we've talked about as talents so far are related because God calls us to bring all that we are and all that we have to the table in faithful obedience to live and to share a life of faith. Because, as the scriptures somewhat terrifyingly point out, the day is coming when we will be called to account. It's pretty hard to gloss over the Old Testament reading today. We should really go back and read that again. Because that day is coming. We need to be clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and be found faithful on the day that Jesus returns. So the master returns and settles accounts. Uh, in the parable, this could be, you know, maybe when we die or when Jesus returns, that's how it'll function out in our lives. And then we see these three people. Each one has been given a different amount of wealth, corresponding responsibility, and then there are some different outcomes to consider here. So the five-talent person uses it well, wisely, right? Right? Grows the wealth of the master, and in fact, doubles it. Um, and he's told, the result of this is, I can trust you with much more because you've been faithful in a little. You've been faithful in a hundred years' life savings. <laughs> I can trust you with more. How much more valuable is the gospel of Jesus Christ than a hundred years' life savings? Right? The two-talent person, we might think, oh, well, he's kind of in the middle. But not really, Because they were entrusted with two talents and they did the same return that the five-talent person did. Two talents, right? Doubled it. And is told the same thing by the master. You've used it well and wisely. You'll be entrusted with more because of um, your obedience and faithfulness. And then the one-talent guy. My heart kind of goes out to this person. You know, maybe we could see a little of this one-talent person in all of us. Or maybe you're like, no way, I'm the five-talent guy. I don't know, but he guards the talent. He sinks it in the ground. He's like, I can't do this. I'm afraid to do it. I don't have the skills to do it. I don't know what all of his excuses were. He gives a few of them up there. He was kind of afraid, right? He buries it in the ground. He doesn't lose it. But he also does nothing in obedience or faithfulness to what the Master asked him to do, yea, he commanded him to do. And he experiences the terrifying alternative to the kingdom of God. Right? We can't ignore it. Outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth, separation from God, loss of relationship, It's serious. Not because he didn't write a check to the church, but because he was not faithful and not obedient. So God gives us everything that we need. Uh, We might wish that we had more. Um. In certain areas, we might wish we were more talented with something. We might wish we had more money, more this, more that, more time, whatever the case may be. But ultimately, God promises to provide our needs. And he requires faith, faithfulness, and obedience in the stewardship of what he has given to us. Because we will be called to give an account. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, and he's quoting Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. What do we really have to take on faith here in North America? I don't know. There are some things that we have to take on faith. Culturally, We're very wealthy compared to other places in the world, and so we don't have to have necessarily the same, like, raw, where is my dinner coming from today kind of faith. Or, I can't get to a doctor, and I certainly can't afford health care, so Lord, please heal this in me kind of faith that other places have to have and, and engage in. But this still says the just shall live by faith. So where does God call us to step out in faith? For our own good. Right? It's because we get to see God move and act and work and know that it wasn't us. God (coughs) gives to us and entrusts us with what will grow and stretch us. the master's intent was to have return on the stewardship of those talents right but in the process wouldn't those wouldn't those people that were stewarding that have grown and learned and and figured out oh wow this actually works <laughs> you know when that five talent guy all of a sudden had six and then six and a half and then seven and then nine and then Wow, what am I learning here? God God is multiplying his kingdom. It's amazing what will happen when people will be obedient and faithful to what God's calling them to do. The very nature of God and the pattern of this relationship with us is something that requires faith. He wants us to trust him. Scriptures tell us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God requires us to be obedient and faithful. He gives us uh, what with faith and obedience we can handle with his help. You know? Just like the chair, right? She wasn't going to make it to the chair without walking into the communion rail or the pew or whatever the case may be. But she was willing to do it. She answered, Yeah, I'll try it. Put the blindfold on, Pastor. (laughs) So, when God asks us to do something, there is always a faith sized hole to be filled. He doesn't show us everything all at once, He doesn't light the path with every single step. The destination is over there, and He gives us enough light to take the next step, right? Have you experienced that in your walk in faith with the Lord? Have you ever seen that at work? And then you take that step and then you gain confidence because you can see that you didn't stumble and fall and then God lights the next and then the next and then the next and before you know it, maybe you're to where God's called you to be. There is an element of risk and trust on our part when God calls us to step out because only he knows the outcome and he is asking us to depend on his goodness and his faithfulness in response to our obedience. So we've been entrusted with worldly wealth to one degree or another, right? We have gifts, we have talents, we have the breath in our lungs, and how we use any and all of that as an indication of what we serve and how we worship. We are invited to make wise investments which last eternally. I don't know who said this first, but it wasn't me, okay? (laughs) Uh, But I want to share it with you. How beautiful would it be to use something that is temporary and that we cannot take with us when we die and that can actually be used for evil. How beautiful would it be to use this for good and to impact eternity. To use something that is passing away to have eternal dividends. To redeem something that seems unredeemable into something that is good and incorruptible. That is a wise investment. You can't find that anywhere on earth except in the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is not against money or against us having it. He invites us to remember that we are stewards of what we have and invites us into a holy partnership with him to invest in what really will last, in what really will matter as we live and work and worship and play. And he invites us to, with all that we are and all that we have, honor him. So I want to end with three questions. Will we be good stewards of the kingdom treasure that has been given to us? Will we step out in faith where God calls us to see him move and work? And will we see God multiply that which he has entrusted to us and calls us to engage? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's stand.